Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. And it is cliffcentral.com. And welcome to the program. Now, let me tell you, back in the day, there used to be many people that would arrive in the studio and make magic when it comes to radio work. Customer Fresh isn't in town. He's uh, making a movie, and he's quite fabulous. And I needed to speak to two very special people. You know, I must tell you, I, I, on radio, I have the pleasure to listen to a lot of things before I, I go on to air. Yeah? And generally, on a Thursday, I, people meet God. Before Sumizi and I meet, <laughs> they need God before Sumizi and, and you. you exactly. <laughs> and and to listen to the hour of sex talk is quite a a very special hour because I started getting very irritated because it was very graphic. It's quite a graphic type of discussion, Jonty. Yes, Jonty. Uh, so, and I'm going to ask you this question, and we'll leave the lesbian as well. Before we get into my very special guest, who's a, a, a wonderful member of the Afrikaans community, but we're going to leave him for this moment in time. But guys, I'm just quite confused. Why am I so uncomfortable to stand in after you, Jonty? Well, <coughs> we leave a certain energy in the studio that tends to permeate into you. Really? <laughs> yeah, so it so needs you only start taking clothing off. <laughs> That's it. There we go. <laughs> you had your chance last week and you missed it, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm missing something. Ooh, you really unbuttoned that <laughs> shirt. <laughs> there we go. Lovely chest. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. Sex, talking about sex in such an open and honest way makes people uncomfortable. But why? Because it touches the depth of who we are, touches the heart of who we are, touches our self-definition. It touches the things that we would rather leave unsaid. It touches the things that we will not acknowledge and admit within ourselves. So very few people are actually fully sexually honest. They won't admit the fullness of their desires. Mm -hmm. They won't admit the fullness of the definition of who they are. They'll put themselves in relationships and situations that doesn't allow the fullest expression of that. And when we started this and in the work that I do, one of the most important concepts was never to use euphemism. Explain that. So, so much of what we say about sex is put in a euphemistic way. Or a joke, yeah. Yeah. They made love. They slept together. If you they slept each other, if yeah. you slept together, that mm. does not necessarily mean that you did anything sexual, does it? No, not at all. Well, it depends. It depends but on the it's the connotation. Mm. So, you know, in movies and in the media, we see this kind of Hollywood-style sex scene. Mm. Where and por- well, porn's natural. Yeah, so porn's different, but there's this kind of porn and Disney combo in mm-hmm. a way that we call it. So you see this trail of beautiful clothes leading to the bed. There's very often an empty champagne bottle in an ice bucket. There's this beautiful music playing and these curtains blowing in the breeze and you wake up and nobody has mushy hair and nobody's breath smells mm. and everybody had a simultaneous orgasm the night it? before. That's it. Yeah. That's not real. Yeah. Because when you – and this is very important. Yeah. Because when you – not the perfect body. Let's be honest. Yeah. And, and most of us are not. Are not. Most of us, let's be serious, come on. Yeah. Okay. You know, you, you <laughs> might think you're perfect, but you're not ready. That's it. Okay, because the desire of the desire meets the desire of what you need. Yeah. In, in the process of it. So the, the question is, that is why is it an uncomfortable thing, Jonty? 
Do you know, can I actually jump in a second before John to answer you? Because I know why you are uncomfortable. Why? And it's the same reason I initially oh, was uncomfortable. we're getting uncomfortable. personal here. No, 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 no. It's the same reason <laughs> I initially think I was uncomfortable is because we were brought up Afrikaans. You were brought up Afrikaans as well. No, no, no. no. Not? No, oh, okay. No, no, I thought no. you were brought up in Afrikaans. No, I'm Lebanese. Catholic. Oh, Lebanese. There we go. Well, With Irish I, blood. The way in which I was brought up was very much that sex is not something that's spoken about. It's not something that's shown. It's not something we discuss. It's not something we openly tell people we want. Mm. And the second you do, you were labeled disgusting or vulgar. And, I mean, I remember when if, you know, we would ever say anything about sex or that in front of my mom, my mom would say, well, you know, you're being vulgar or disgusting now. You don't do that. You don't talk about Mm. that. And we did a very important show a couple of weeks ago as well about how to talk to your kids about sex. And that's where it starts. And that's why we're uncomfortable. Mm. Initially, you know, when John Tentamar asked me when we met at the Cliff Central Party, Lisa, you know, come on one of our shows. I was a little bit, "Mm, that's not really my thing. Mm. And I did one show and I had fun and I did a second show and I had more fun. And the more shows I do, the more comfortable I get, the more, the more things I learn, the more things I like and the more open I become. And that's my opinion as a person that's not in the environment every single day and not working in it every day. Cause I mean, to mind Jonty are very comfortable with it. Well, let me, let me just discuss this with you, Jonty, because I think that there's a very, an, un, with aggression and anger, mm-hmm. it comes a lot of, well, the way we hide our sexual stuff, okay, in general, mm. okay, is something, or our nudity, or our bodies, or mm-hmm. what, is something that we are ashamed of. Yes. So the minute you bring in shame in, then you start to do shameful things. That's it. In inverted commas. And that's okay. what we've done. We've put this enormous judgment. Shame on, on our on bodies stuff. and our sexuality and the Which idea is, yeah. of sex being sinful. Because it's a secret. Yeah, because everyone makes it a secret. We go to adult world, or we mm. go do it quietly, and, and we do it in the dark with the lights off. Yeah, and yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> and we don't talk about it. And when we walk mm. out of adult world, we have a little brown nothing paper happened. bag. Nothing happened. Nothing, that's it. Yeah. Nothing. It was it didn't exist. Yeah. Wrong shop. <laughs> the point of why I opened Casper. The mm-hmm. first show. <laughs> My name's Adam Ford. Welcome to CliffCentral.com. There's numbers to phone. Oh, it's six one triple five one eight nine. Um, it's just. I'm intrigued why mm. I'm uncomfortable sitting in the studio after you in it. Because so, it, it's it's not about you. It's about something in me mm-hmm. that yeah, I totally. don't resonate with or because you're so mm. – and I remember listening to this this whole thing going on on air and you were doing something and I was like, oh, these people are disgusting. Mm. Sis, <laughs> sis, how can they behave like this? Yeah. Shocking. So I mean, how can you say these things? You can't talk about your things like that. Keep so, your business to your business. So if we're going to be totally honest about mm. it, then the simple thing is when we have that response, it's simply because we are uncomfortable with something within ourselves mm. that we haven't fully owned or accepted Okay. about that. Like nudity, like um, self-acceptance, like how do you like my body? Because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of it – now, there's an interesting thought pattern, mm-hmm. if I may, Jonty. And it's a lovely way to start a show before we get on to my next guest who's a phenomenal singer in, in the Afrikaans community. But – John T., the interesting thing that uh, that I think about a lot is when you put yourself in these situations when you're uncomfortable, you sometimes go with it because it makes another person more comfortable mm-hmm. instead of owning what you have. And so sexuality generally comes down to you. Absolutely. And what you're about and what you think and what you feel and how you, how you, how you, how you think and feel about it. Now, I've got uh, Annie 
little Annie, Annie yes. Baxter coming in um, at 12 o'clock, well, later on the show. Uh, it's a podcast, so we generally don't. Uh, but, uh, you know, and she's bringing three men with her and uh-huh. she's going to do her show. And the most confident person. And I've got to tell you about Annie Baxter because it's quite important because it's coming up. Annie, um, I brought onto a radio show. Uh, it was one of the first shows I ever produced um, about 16 years ago. The man was a, a Muslim gentleman who was presenting a, a show called Talk at Nine on a Friday evening. Mm-hmm. His name was Yusuf Abramji, by the way. If yes. you've never heard of the man, you'd be stupid. But he is a brilliant, brilliant broadcaster and mm. journalist. And he, I said, Yusuf, let's do this thing for fun. Let's bring little Annie in. This is 15 years ago. She had been in the industry for 15 years. And she came on and she took her things off in a little skirt, exactly <laughs> the skirts that you guys are wearing. Mm-hmm. And she owned it. She owned her bigness, her body, her life, her what she was doing with it. You know, if we're going to be honest, she's not the most pretty human being on earth, but mm-hmm. I promise you that's beautiful when you but get down to it. But what an energy and what a personality that Correct. comes through in that. And so... When you so thirty so fifteen years later she's going to do this again she's now little Annie's coming back yeah okay and we're going to do it uh, I have Yusuf on the line and I'm bringing Annie in and I'm bringing her boys in of course why not beautiful <laughs> <laughs> men taking their clothes off why not absolutely that's just what Casper does every Friday anyway bring beautiful yeah, men don't in to take limit your possibilities if they're there. You know, John, it's not about that. I could get it. Who <laughs> 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 cares, really? But the idea is just <clears throat> that when. 15 years ago People were not allowed To talk about Taking their clothes off mm. And we were ashamed To go to strip clubs yeah. And we said Things were bad And I wasn't even Out the closet In those days So it goes it tells you You know In retrospect How much mm. I have Evolved right. and developed In terms of a human being But once again I still don't want To go into a sex shop Because it's kind of Too much for me And I ask you this question should I or do I have to? You don't have to do anything. The point is to know why you're making a choice to say yes and why you're making a choice to say no. Where does that come from? So in all of the work that we do, and most people who come and see me come because of sexual related issues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people come and they say, well, what are the biggest issues? Um, so for women, it's stuff like they're not having orgasms, sex is painful, uh, no libido, they're not having internal orgasms, uh, where's the G-spot, things like that. For men, it is early um, ejaculation, erection problems, lack of libido, uh, we don't have intimacy anymore, uh, we don't know enough about sex, well, kind of the general biggest ones. John, but, here's the question. I mean, why do they do, do they come to you because they don't know themselves or because they have a a, a medical problem A little bit of both And the okay. biggest thing is that we, We're not taught about sex We're not taught to be good lovers And that's not only the physical The technique side of sex It's how to have a good relationship um, How to enjoy your sex life on all levels How to communicate How to be intimate mm. um, What does love actually mean Things like that So when we don't have a culture of that And by culture I mean that We're not brought up with it We don't have the words to speak about it Mm. We don't have a background where we have a place to ask questions and get honest, non-judgmental answers. Mm. So that makes it extremely difficult. And we've put this thing in the dark. We've made it dirty. So we don't have a space to do that. And as soon as you can start to own more of who you are, that's when you can start to actually release that. And that has nothing to do with what your body looks like. 
how do you bridge the divide? Now, now, now mm. there's an important question here because it's like a kid in a candy store. Yes. Think about it. Yeah, it is. All of a sudden, oh, I like that. Mm. 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 <laughs> like Liesl. Yeah. And uh, Liesl. We, we, her name is Liesl Lesbian, but I mean, that's what your name is. I mean, that's what you do. But, but, but all of a sudden, we get more exposed, so we kids in candy stores. Mm. And then we get sugar addiction and we end up with diabetes and die. No, but the important thing... Do you see what I'm saying? I do. Where I'm coming from. Yeah. And sometimes at the beginning of a journey, that's what people do. You go and you kind of eat yourself sick. But then you start saying, okay, so I really like that. And not that. That's it. Mm. Okay. And the important thing becomes knowing... Why you're saying yes to mm-hmm. And knowing why You're saying no to what you're saying no to Is it coming from a place of fear Because if you're, if you're saying no To something from a place of fear From a place of fear of being judged From a place of the fact that you might Like it, like we were talking earlier About prostate stimulation So for a lot of straight men, if something goes up my butt And I really enjoy it <gasps> What does that mean? You gay homosexual That's bastard. It. And it simply means that you've <laughs> okay. opened another avenue of pleasure. That's all. It doesn't mean anything. Quite simple. So if we know that we're saying yes but from d- a place of consciousness it, and love. But does it mean that you're gay then? No. Because it's an important question because I've had this. Uh, like, Why does so, it mean like, that you're gay? Gay is who you love, not who you can have sex or pleasure with. They're very, very different. It's the same thing with lesbians using toys. And many, many, many straight people tell me, Lisa, do you like toys? And when I go, yes, they go, well, if you like toys, why don't you just sleep with a man? And it's like, well, because I don't find a man attractive. I mm. don't. I don't. I'm not sexually attracted to a man. But there's just something about a woman wearing a strap on or a woman pleasing me with a toy or me doing that same to her. That's just extremely sexy and beautiful. And it's, it's, it's an intimate experience because you get to experience that with a person you're extremely sexually attracted to. So you so can enjoy the cock without what the cock's attached yes, to. Yes, exactly. Well, it's the pleasure of, of the device. It's the pleasure That's of it. the device. And, right? and a lot of sex is the same thing. If you enjoy something, it doesn't put you in a box. It doesn't mm. put a label there. Mm. And that's the important thing. One of our biggest things with sex is we put all these labels on ourselves instead of saying I'm a sexual and sensual being and in that I can make choices in so many ways in so many beautiful moments. And, of course, we've got little Annie's going to popping uh, in uh, at 12 o'clock. And, uh, again, John T. asked this this question Mm -hmm. because intimacy and sex are two separate devices. Totally. And... The problem is we tend to confuse them. Into me you see, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. And you take it on. That's it. And so so now ask this this is the, the, the question that we're gonna leave this mm-hmm. discussion. When you don't know your sexual self, how do you find it? You explore. You find a place and a way that's safe. So a lot of the workshops and events that we do, for example, provide a safe space for people to step in. You dip your toe in the water first okay. and take it out. How did that feel? What did I get from that? What impact did it have So what do you do? You? Explain this to me. Don't worry. I, I, I'm quite yeah. a, I've, okay. I'm, I've lived. Okay. I'm so can we be <laughs> – okay. So, for example, next yeah. week we're doing something called a water flow massage. Water flow massage. Yes. Okay. So it happens in an indoor heated pool. The water is 36 degrees. Okay. Which it, is your body temperature close to, to one yeah. degree down. But yeah. Okay. So it's really warm and comforting. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It's not like lights off, but there's candles all around. Mm-hmm. So it's really quite dark. So a whole lot of people get into this pool. Some will wear costumes because that's what they feel comfy in. And some will wear underwear and some will be nude. Okay. So immediately that allows you to say, 
So I've never been nude in front of a group of people before. If I take all my clothes off, what is that going to feel like? That's your toes in the water. And then at some point in this, and it's really hard to kind of imagine this, and it's really hard to explain, <laughs> but it's the simple truth of what it is. You're going to lie in the middle of about five or six people. They're all holding you with one hand. It's a mixture of men and women. And really gently, really respectfully, I'm trying to be really serious here, Annie, and you're just Annie, flashing her boobs Come. at me. Stop so. doing that. We, we got you later. <laughs> so you're lying in the middle of the group of people, and you're held in this amazing safety. And they're really gently stroking your body with real reverence and giving. Okay. So they're not going to touch your genitals, so it's not sexual. It's a sensual, amazing experience of love. And whose hand that is in that moment makes absolutely no difference. And you get out afterwards and you think about that. And you say, wow, that was just a human experience, an essential experience, and that's all. Okay. It's not sexual. So you've had an experience that took you further than you did before. Mm-hmm. And you think, what did it do? What impact did it have? Do I want to go and do something else? Well, that's and your own thought pattern. Eh? That's it. And it comes back to the kid in the candy store. Yeah. So what are the rules? What are the sex rules? Come it's, on. Uh, there are rules. We have to be rules. rules. Have to be. Surely. Rules. So surely we have to be safe. Surely, because people, there's an HIV problem. Yeah. Surely we we got to start there. Yeah. At least. So if you go to the swingers clubs, for example, and the sex clubs, mm-hmm. every room has condoms and lube and gloves and things. Okay. So immediately, there's if we're going to do anything, this is the way we're going to do it. So there's communication, and that says these are the boundaries of the experience. Okay. And as soon as we do that, we're creating safety. Chanti, so. Always lovely to chat to you. We haven't had this conversation before. But, we haven't, um, Alan, so thank you so much. I, you know, I just didn't understand how to – because sex is a – sex is danger to me in some sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it can be. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, because my world that I see and I see and I learn more from, hmm. it's dangerous. Though I will share a lot of information with you that is quite interesting, that loving someone, touching someone has not, nothing to do with that. No, making love and having sex are worlds apart. Absolutely. Into me you see and touch me is two different things. Absolutely. And okay. we can enjoy both as long as we know what they are and what they're not. Absolutely. John DeSil. And this is CliffCentral.com. We're going to take a commercial break. And on that note, we've got a man who is one of the best musicians in the Afrikaans industry. And we'll chat to Tubi Yoster just in a moment. It's back. Are you Jawsy Tough? Cycle through tunnels, head over floating bridges, and disappear into colossal stormwater drains. Why? Because you're a machine, and the city is your trail. With two separate routes, 22 and 54 Ks, choose your path and go where no mountain biker has gone before. On 6 September, ride the Hollard Juma. Brought to you by Adreach and Joburg City Parks and Zoo. Challenge accepted. Juma.co.za I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. 
It's back, the Botswana Annual International Music Festival. It's all happening on Saturday, the 5th of September, 2015, in Khaborone. Featuring Mafigizolo, Kulichana, Japrezov, Zeus, Charmer Girl, MMP Family, Eskimos, Crispin the Drummer, Lizibo, and many more, including me, Gareth Cliff. Get your tickets online at www.webtickets.co.bw. Join us. Let's go partying in Botswana, Saturday, the 5th of September, 2015. Make it a date. Don't be late. Flying fish now has even more flavor. Wow! More flavor. Huh? Hey! Whatcha doing? Bring even more flavor. All right. Introducing new chilled green apple. Chilled green apple. It's a beer with all the bitterness brewed out and green apple flavor brewed in. I said the flavor's brewed in. Go on. Huh. Add some flavor. Don't mind if I do. Enjoy responsibly. Not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Cliff Central cameos on cliffcentral.com. He's a crooner. And uh, in the Afrikaans world, uh, well, and the English world, uh, his name is Toby Yuster. And I've got to tell you, there's magical music in, in the stuff that he does. Now, Duncan, lovely to spend this wonderful morning with you. The weather is weird for September, but... Nothing wrong and nothing surprising. The rain is necessary. So, would you play song number track number five for me, please? Hamba uh, Matiba. Yeah. As a father to a rainbow nation, he guided. Showing us the meaning of love And he taught us all the joy of peace and forgiveness Leading on the long walk to freedom After 27 years of peace and heartache He walked free, a man with joy Smiling to the world, uniting the world let your spirit be free, shine with the stars, is where you must be. Your life was a gift of glory and hope to a land now set free. When his gentle, quiet voice of reason resounded. Toby Yoste is a South African singer, model, a writer, a television personality, and of course he's from the Karua. And, um, you know, he can sing in both English, Afrikaans, and Italian, and he's just one of those very special, magical people, and you can hear the voice. Uh, we'll play some more of his music in a moment, but I'll tell you, how are you doing, Toby? Good morning, Alan. It's such a privilege for me to be here with you on your, on your show. Well, Casper the Freeze isn't in town, but uh, we have you. So, um, you know, a lot of the time... Uh, you know, I, I created a television show called Veranadanga. Yes, I'm very I've proud seen of it. it. It's, uh, it's, uh, I'm very proud of it. It's a beautiful program. show. Yeah, I love it. And it's about, I, I love the culture of Afrikaans music and Afrikaans people. And, you know, it's it, it, what I've loved about the experience of creating this, this television show is Because that you I, travel a lot with the show. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Lurisfontein. Oh, you've seen all that beautiful uh, yeah, little, yeah, small all town. All the little town, 
Kafir's uh, uh, Dorp and Felier's Dorp and every dorp <laughs> that name's named after the dorp of. Yeah. And, and, and I've got to tell you something about this because Duncan, I want to include you in this. You know what's incredible is that I didn't realize that how many non-white South African people are Afrikaans. And we, we take it away from the, and that's the only language they can speak. And yeah. colored people and, you know, like, like blacker than black people. <laughs> and it's, it's what it is. And they can't speak English. It's the only they language they can Afrikaans. speak is Afrikaans, yeah. Okay. And these people live in absolute harmony in these little dorps that you think that the apartheid regime had destroyed. And this is, this is how, how people live together and do things together. And, and so what, what the magic of, of Afrikaans is, and friend of an Afrikaans, and I've been through, I've read the books, and I've, it's quite, I can't speak Afrikaans. I'm one of the, the poorest people that, that have lost the point of not learning how to speak Osa or Zulu. But you can speak a number of, of languages because you've been there and you've lived on farms and people communicated with each other. And I think English is the way we speak, but Afrikaans, Osa, Zulu, and you've done it in, in Italian. And music is the way to bridge any divide. You're right. With music, you can, you can speak to people's hearts without saying what's saying. Happen. Yeah. Are you a man? Are you a woman? Are you black? Are you exactly, white? Exactly. Cause you can, you can use the emotions in the music to, to get uh, a message across. And, um, but as you were saying, a lot of uh, where I grew up, the, the colored people, the only language I could speak was Afrikaans. And when things changed when I was small and they wanted to bring in all these foreign languages in school, they'd like, no, we don't want it because we can only understand Afrikaans. Mm. We can only speak Afrikaans. And that was the beauty of it. It's like, I always say to people, Joburg is like a, a different, a different world from mm-hmm. South Africa because you've seen it now with your program. Mm. As soon as you travel outside of Joburg and you go to the small little towns, you see the harmony between the people mm. and how the language connects them to each other. And yeah, you're right. So tell me, why did you, you're a musician. I mean, you're a model. I mean, he's quite cute. Who, who can say that? That's true. <laughs> Come but, on, but Alan. But in 2007, you began your career after leaving modeling and doing the whole Paris thing and, and, and following your heart with music. I wanted to sing since I was a very, very small kid. Since I could remember, I, I wanted to be a singer. And for some reason, I don't know why, I connect with the music of the 40s, the 50s, that era, the crooner era. era. And um, that's what I wanted to sing, and I tried to write music in that genre, mm-hmm. but not a lot, because um, when I write, I normally write books. It's my second book is out now. And um, so that I can do. I can so he's an author, <laughs> he's a model, he has songs, and he's quite brilliant. Toby Yost is our guest, but I'm just asking you, why, why is your first love music, and why do you why have you chosen that? Alan, I always say, um, you don't choose music. Music chooses you. Mm-hmm. It's just part of you. When you grew up, you just know this is what you want to do. You just connect with it. So, yeah, without trying to make a long story out of it, I think music chooses you. Really? Mm, mm. Okay. You just know it. How old are you now? You're now, I mean, you're born in... You're I'm 32. 32 years old. Yeah. You're quite a youngster, as one calls it. Quite a youngster with an old soul. I'm going to ask this question because it's important. Why haven't you made it big yet? Because Toby Yost is surely. I, we all should be going, we know this guy. You know, but I'm going to tell you why I asked the question. Because Michael Bublé's grandfather said, you know, it's just you need to find the right promoter. And um, Josh Groban's manager, and I've interviewed Josh and mm. met him a number of times. Nice. 
um, <clears throat> Barry, who's his manager, said the same thing. You just need the right person to push it. But the question is, why don't more of us know about you and your music? Well, first of all, Alan, is um, for me, I don't, I don't chase fame. I don't, I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to be famous. I just want to do my music. That's that's coming from my heart. And so, I would rather get on the road doing shows, little town shows, than to phone the the magazines to tell them about love stories and all of that just to be just to be in the media mm-hmm. so i don't do that i don't normally go to media functions i don't like that but um i think when i started singing 10 years ago the music industry was quite different that was the time when um you know the soki music mm. was big the the boki soki rocky that type of thing that was the <laughs> that was the thing that everyone wants to hear mm-hmm. and that's when i came in the market with my old school music and um so yeah there was not a place for me in that bracket. So I had to work my way up through that. And the market has changed now. People now want to listen to me with music, with nice lyrics, with deeper lyrics, something meaningful. So it changed quite. So I think, I think I'm getting there. But I work my way from the bottom to the end. That's why I believe in doing it from the bottom instead of going through quick fixes like, like competitions, singing competitions, TV mm-hmm. shows, and that type of thing. Because that thing makes you famous. But the problem is, what do, what do you do with yourself when you're famous now? Everyone knows you, but they don't know what you're doing. Rather than focusing on your talent and work your way up through that. Because then they can skin it, or they can talk about you, they can do whatever they want, but they can't take your talent away from you. And they can't take you back because you know the way, you know the route where you came from. Where did you come from? Well, I start, let me tell you, that's quite an interesting story. How I started my music is, um, I was in high school in Paul, Paul Gymnasium, and, um, I started with singing classes. And then I asked my teacher, um, how do you do your own show? Where do I start with doing shows? He said, well, organize your own show. I said, how? He said, make a plan, but do your own show. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, 16 years old. Um, I hired the old meal theater, the little theater in Paul, mm-hmm. and then, I went to the studio and recorded demo CD with two songs. So on this um, Tuesday afternoons, when we get, um, can get out of the boarding school, I walk for, from house to house, and then I knock on the door, and then this old tiny opened the door, and then I said, <laughs> listen, on Saturday I'm doing a little show in the old meal theater. Um, do you want to buy a ticket? And she said, um, what do you sing? What, what do you sound like? It must like? have been 25 rand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, no, it was, it was like 15 rand, I think. <laughs> and then she said, how do you sound? Then I got my little radio in, on, in my hand, portable radio with batteries, and I press play. I said, this is how I sound. And then I play them the two songs. Okay, p- p- play a song. Just, let's just go there. And then they buy the ticket. And they bought the <laughs> ticket. Let's see. Let's listen to this. To be your sound. This is clipcentral.com. My name is Alan Ford in for Casper DeFries. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You'd be like heaven to touch. Oh, I want to hold you so much. At long last, love has arrived. I thank God I'm alive. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you Pardon the way that I stare There's nothing else to compare The sight of you leaves me weak There are no words left to speak Darling, if you feel 
like I feel Please let me know that it's real You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you lovely to listen, you know, because you, you meet Italian people, and the man's Afrikaans, and you know, you can hear that, that you, your resonance of your voice is Afrikaans, you know, it's, it's, but it's beautiful, music is magic, so I've got a surprise for you, because I, I decided to bring a few surprises in, but, because, because if you're talking about crooner music and magical music, I think we need a shot, we need some whiskey, yeah. uh, whiskey, what, uh, this time in the morning, why not, why not, well, who knows, the podcast, we can do anything, I would just say I smell something. Mm, something's going to come in. <laughs> Don't worry, I, I've got a surprise. But, but uh, Toby, coming back to your career, so going from dorp to dorp and doing what you do, the experience of people and what you do, uh, do what is the response? What, what do you love about what you share, your, how you share your gift? I know what I loved is when I started singing, um, you've got agents and you've got record labels and people behind you and they – in in the middle of Santon, they tell you, no, the people won't like this and you must sing this and they won't love this. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to that, but as I traveled in the 10 years past now, I've picked up, as the more that I do the stuff that I love and the, it comes from the heart, people really enjoy that. And especially the old music, the crooner music, people love that. Mm-hmm. And it's working so well for me. And since then, I've got a lot of projects that I've done. Um, at the moment, I'm touring with a, with a, a lady friend of mine, Ilsa Louise. She's got a doctor's degree in music. Um, and what we're doing different than, than other Afrikaans artists is we pack the car with eight instruments mm-hmm. from a, a piano to a cello, a saxophone, flutes, harmonica, accordion, everything. And then every song she plays another instrument. Really? Really. And the people just loved it. We just came back from a three-week tour now. 
And they love that because it's such a, mm-hmm. a lots of diversity in the show. And I'm doing the more the classical stuff, the older stuff. Then I've got another project that I'm doing with um, um, the famous Corlea Boeta. Everyone remembers her from the Lieflinger. Mm. And, but we've got a concept show that I put together. It's um, called Memories of Broadway. Mm-hmm. And we're doing all the big two hits from all the biggest musicals in the world. So we're starting the show with um, Phantom of the Opera. Okay, we're start. No, I can't sing start this time the sh- of the morning. Come on. No, I can't sing this Say you morning. love me. Come on, sing it. Come on. Will you, will you play the, the Christine part? <laughs> <laughs> Darling, we'll play any part. Go with it. <laughs> Say you love, you know I do. See, beautiful, beautiful. Love beautiful. me, that's all I ask mm-hmm. of you. Love you. You know, Duncan, stop. I'm in, I'm in control of this microphone, please. So, um, Toby, I want to ask you this question. Going forward, where do you see your career and what are you going to do with it? Because, you see, I have to ask the question. And I think it's quite an important question. Are you going to get? To, are you going to become big, or are you going to become big when you're old? There's a reason I ask the question, because I I, I will never forget this. Um, Johnny Mathis always said, "I only knew music when I was in 40, 50, and then he became famous." So I, I ask the question: Is is we have got these? Flabanats, uh, pseudo singers, and I keep using the word pseudo because they are fake singers. They they have the musical abilities, but they go and they do this. It's like you know, Nicki Minaj, t- mm. touch my booty thing, and I don't know nothing wrong with her, but I'm just saying like touch my booty, vibe, whatever. Uh, but it's it's an important thing uh, that. So where are you going with this? <coughs> and people always raise their eyebrows when I tell them this, but um, I'm so scared of it. Of a hit song I'm so scared I will, Why? I'm so scared That I will have a hit song Because The moment you get a hit song The song becomes Bigger than you And I would never Want people to Remember me For a specific song I want them to remember The, the experience of The experience of Watching okay. my shows Seeing me So so there's still A lot of music That I want to sing And um, I'm working now On a DVD um, a More spiritual Gospel type of DVD mm-hmm. That I'm doing With the orchestra Oh, Louisa and you must meet. Mm, <laughs> so we're doing that <laughs> now. That I'm going to launch early next year. That's John. That's amazing. That sounds good. And um, yeah, so there's so many, so much music that I still want to sing, and um, there's endless. The box is big to to choose music. So, so I don't want to be. Yeah, I don't want to be an overnight success. I don't want to be a household name. I just want people. If the, if you want quality music, if you want to go back to the old old days where you look at someone singing with a a, a suit on stage. Taking you back, bringing emotions out when you were young—that's mm. what I like doing. Toby, personally, how is your life? What are you? What are you? Are you married? Um, no, I'm not married. I travel too much. There's no time <laughs> time for that. So yeah, I um I just released my new album. I was quiet for five years almost because um I discovered I can write in mm. that five years. Books, books, yeah. What are you so, writing about in your books? Well, my first book was a was a. Uh, I've read it, by the yeah, way. Yeah, humorous short stories, and uh, but my second one was I'd call it a travel, a travel motivational novel. Explain. Yeah, I lost my uh, three years ago. I lost my grandparents in one year, f- uh, from cancer, and um, I was in Cape Town on the airport, at the airport, and flying back to Joburg when I got the news, and I loved my grandmother. We were like soulmates, and I missed the flight because I was so couldn't believe what I've just heard, and eventually I had to buy a new ticket. And as I walked to the sales office, mm. I bought a ticket for Paris. And I, I got on that plane that night and I flew to Paris. <laughs> Paris? Yeah. 
So the next morning, I was underneath the Eiffel Tower. My mom phoned me. I said, no, I'm in Cresta. <laughs> You'd lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you told said, but you why Cresta. the phone rings so funny? I said, no, I don't know what's wrong with the networks again. <laughs> I'm in Cresta. Okay, but you're in Paris. <laughs> I'm in Paris underneath the Eiffel Tower. I told you I'll bring you <laughs> magical people on earth. Come. <laughs> so there I stand trying to run away from my problems. And I said to myself, you have to come back. You have to go back to make up for this this thing you just did. And you must do something. Why Paris? Why the Eiffel Tower? What was the, what was the connection? I just love Paris. I don't know everything about Paris. I love, I love Paris in the exactly mm-hmm. in the springtime. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I decided I'm going to go back. I'm going to write a book to inspire other people, and I read that book about a grandfather who's busy dying and his grandson sitting in his bed, asking me all these questions that his life lessons that he's learned in life. What are those questions? No, all of uh, it's a lot of things about normal life. I to give me um, the two most important questions that that the grandfather asked his grandson. No, the grandson asked the questions. To the, well, okay. What are the, the two most important questions? The first thing would be, um, when you're young, you've got so much issues, issues, and he would ask his grandfather how, um, not to listen to critics, not to that other people stand in your way of success, just to how to. Live your life How to be happy What makes you happy in life Because when you're young You think it's money But When you speak to an old man It's different things It's family It's love It's so His great loves His great loves And stuff yeah. like that So yeah. Beautiful stories In the book About that On that note I tell you We're going to have some whiskey I think And I'm going to tell you now How we're going to start this thing Because I, I, this is how you bring in Magical moments with people but before we do this, I need to ask this question with you. You also have had controversy in your life, in some sense. Um, <clears throat> the magazines have written stuff. Most of it's nonsense. I know we've discussed this before. Would you like to clarify that very quickly for, for me for one second? All I would like to ask you is when they – does it detract when people talk about Turbo Eurster and a Porsche? All right. Which is only a car Or some stupid thing Like that Why should that detract From your music And who you are And would the grandson Ask the father The grandfather A a, a bigger question Alan that doesn't Touch me at all I don't read that If if, if I'm in the magazine, I don't because I think because you have been yes, and, and the built and the burger and all the stuff you've people I've like read to, it before people they like love to it. gossip. They yeah. But my my they make shit, <laughs> and we can say it's uncensored. But I'm a cock. <laughs> I talk nonsense. Hey, he My thing is, I never comment on anything like that because I I believe people who read tabloids deserve to be lied to. Ah. If you want to buy stuff like that, you must you must believe what you read. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I will never comment on stuff like that. Okay, mm. and that's why I had to because at least when we this interview is done, it's at least been answered the question. My grandmother also always told me she said um, the the best thing about a newspaper is it cleans up windows beautifully. And the man has been In headlines By the way About silly things And And that's why I asked the question Would you like to clarify anything About that? No not at all Because I don't care Whatever they write Because today I'm in the front page Of the the newspaper Tomorrow they will wrap Fish and chips in it (laughs) (laughs) Whatever Toby Yester is my very special guest And I tell you He is a crooner A South African singer Born in the career and he sings in Afrikaans and English and Italian. You can call us on 0861555189. This is cliffcentral.com. My name is Alan Ford, standing for Casper de Fris. And it's always good to be 
on the radio and uh, and be with the peeps. But I tell you, I've got two very special guests um, who are going to put their headphones on because I think that's quite critical because now we're going to taste some whiskey and we're going to do some special things. Cello Mabua and, of course, Mone Hwerson oh, so are here from Ikosfos. Ikosfos. It means a fat cow in Greek. <laughs> Now, I'm not Greek, I'm Lebanese, but hey, you didn't have to insult me when you came into the studio, for God's sake. But they, they, they come to, 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 because we're doing crooner stuff and we're doing magical music, we're going to taste a bit of whiskey here. And, um, and of course, Toby, I'd love you to, to tell me what you think. Uh, Hanky Bannister. Now, this is quite a cool little thing here, this Hanky Bannister thing, 12 years. Yeah. Tell me about it, Cello. Yeah, so Hanky Bannister is a what we call it's a Scottish blended whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unusual name comes from a combination of two guys uh, from 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 the UK or uh, from England. Um, it's a Buchan- Bermont, Hanky and Hugh Bannister. They established the brand in in 1757, and their goal was to make a blend that is very palatable, very approachable, rich and smooth. Now, of course, the history setter of, of whiskey is yeah. from Ishkibaha. Yes, the, the water of life. The water of life. Indeed. Remember, they made a mistake with beer. Yeah. And they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. The old Har- Arabi, the yeah. old Arabs, you know. Yeah. So they can't give it to the Scots and the Irish and all these fancy yeah. schmancies. It belongs to my people. And yeah. not the Greeks either. They were too busy doing Uzo and Arak and rubbish. Well, okay. well, you know, the art of distillation came from Mesopotamia, which is, as you say, Geographically, is known as where Iraq is now. Correct. Yes, and um, and beer is basically about sixty five percent of what whiskey is. Mm-hmm. It's just that that result is then um, distilled, and then that will then be aged in a uh, barrel, in an oak barrel. Selah so, morning. I must tell you, Toby Yoster, a crooner, and it's lovely to sit with a crooner mm. and listen to great music mm. and to uh, to actually enjoy whiskey. Yes, oh, I think it's, well. you know it's it's quite a lovely way to do stuff. Mm. Explain to me how should be how should whiskey be drank? Sure. And I'll tell you why I asked the question. Because mm. uh, Duncan, come my darling, come <laughs> come stand just come uh, take that microphone. Yeah. My old little Angie. I'll never forget this. You know. And he was a gentleman of note and I'm not gonna mention his name. Mm. He was a high politician. And he walked in and those days the fancy whiskey was Johnny Walker Blue. You know, that's what people drank when they thought they were fancy. They didn't really, you know, that's what they did. We all did that, you know, we all, we all blackies and we all. And the gentleman came up to the table, he was divine, and he put orange juice <laughs> in the Johnny Walker blue. Okay, I'm talking about 15, 16 years ago. Oh. And I'm going to tell you something, everybody was horrified. And this old Lebanese man got up and said, Listen, my brother. Come here, doesn't matter. As long as you enjoy the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how you take it. <laughs> this is how we drink whiskey. Sure. Okay. But yeah. how should it be drunk? Because it is. Mm. It, it depends on your palate, depends on the water, it depends on what, yes. what you feel. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take it from the master blenders themselves and the master distillers. They will tell you as long as you bought your bottle of whiskey, you can enjoy it in any way that you want to. Thank you, darling. Yeah. Isn't that what it's about? Hey? Yeah. Toby, so, I told you, just do your thing. Eh? But That's uh, a big sales trick. Yeah. You buy my CD, I don't <laughs> care if you like it, just <laughs> buy it. Buy it for someone you don't like, <laughs> yeah. just buy it. No, so but that, that's what they'll say. But for the purists and to, to gain uh, the best and the best mileage mm. out of this and to, to reap the awards uh, uh, of what the master distillers and the master blenders are put to heart, is to have it, um, if you can have it neat, that'll be ideal. At room temperature, or with a splash of water um, at room temperature as well. Um, 
or that, that will allow you to, to enjoy um, the flavors that are in there, the nuances that are that will be unlocked by the water, the splash of water as well. Um, you know, it has been aged 75% of the whiskey um, and 100% of the color comes from a maturation process. And the, the, the tastes are quite subtle. So, I mean, adding anything else but water will definitely change it and it will have a great influence to it, especially when people have spent so much time and mm. effort and uh, their passion uh, towards it. Alan, but I must tell you, I love, I love whiskey. I'm actually, I grew up on a wine farm, but I started drinking whiskey. And especially I love to cook with whiskey. You know, sometimes I even put it in the food. What dishes? You see, isn't he gorgeous? This man, someone should marry him. <laughs> Let's get him hitched. <laughs> I've got a nice recipe with 20 cloves of garlic in a, in a whole chicken with some um, whiskey that you flambe it in quickly. And then at the end you put some f- um, creme fraiche with that garlic and some thyme. Oh, it's, be- it's beautiful. I love it. Remember, you can get a hold of us on 0861-555-189 and you can podcast this and you can go to our Facebook page and you can, you're downloading these pods and we're going to get that recipe onto Casper de Fris's, uh, uh, Facebook page uh, and our Cliff Central page. Yeah. And, uh, that's how it works because it's a, it's a fancy thing, isn't Just it? Just don't eat that garlic before you do your radio show. Otherwise, yeah. They the, must the, do the, 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 the ones who's doing the show after you <laughs> will have a hard time in this <laughs> microphone. Um, I'm going to say something that Hanky Bannister, it's a new whiskey, it's a new brand. I don't know the brand, guys, but I've got to tell you, it's it's quite it's quite lacquer. Yes. It really is quite cool. Yes, and quality, uh, and you can taste you it. can taste yeah. the quality. Yeah. What do you think, Duncan? Duncan, what does Duncan know? You know, we just slap him around. He just <laughs> what do you think, Dunks? Uh, it's uh, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. It goes down very well. Mm-hmm. Not too strong, not too light. What does that mean? Help. Um, sure. Help. Stella, please help Duncan. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not too strong. It's yeah. not too light. It's damn hard whiskey. Yes. You see, because we all, you know what I love? Yeah. We all think we know stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I, I I Duncan, it's whiskey, not black yeah. label. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, this is the real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel it. So, so, kidding, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he's actually tasting exactly what, uh, the Hanky Bannister, uh, the two mothers wanted to do. Uh, the five single malts that I used are from Inverhouse. It will be a Spayburn, Old Paltney, Bill Blair, um, Balmanach and Enoch. They're all known to be very easy drinking from the Highlands and Space out of Scotland. All out of Scotland, eh? Yes. From the Highlands of, and, and also Space out of Scotland. Very easy, approachable, fruity, medium, middle body. And then the grain part of it will come from the lowlands of Scotland, which is known to make um, a very, very soft, soft, soft grain whiskey uh, and single malt as well. Now, Sedo, um, mm. we've met before. Yes. And we've met at Whiskey Brothers yes. uh, in Hyde Park. Yes. And, uh, and, yeah, listen, you're a bit of a sales guy. Come on. Uh, let's be, you know, if, 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 you're going to get a hard question here. Y- yeah. <coughs> Irish yeah. or Scotch? Well, uh, <laughs> it's about time we ask it. Ah, uh, both. Both are great. They're both different. Why? Uh, what the, makes it, what, what makes the two whiskeys so different? different yeah. Because this is all Scotch. Mm. So, so single malt is traditionally known as a way that the Scotch make whiskey. Mm-hmm. They do a double distillation process. Which then um, makes the whiskey more robust. At the same time, will allow it to be more complex and have a longer finish, more mm-hmm. body to it. Mm-hmm. However, the Irish like the, a triple distillation, which make for a, a smoother, uh, in inverted commas, but it's a delicate, and they, they call it a single pot still. So it's not 100% malted body like a single malt would be. It will be a portion of it that is malted and another portion that is not malted. 
but still barley. Traditionally and not officially, they use a 40% malt, malted content and a 60% non-malted. And then they triple distill it, which, which will, if you get it right, and they do get it right, it still creates a smoother whiskey, but with a bit of depth to it. Because so exactly, Duncan, say, Duncan says mm. it feels smooth. Yes. Which is cool. Yes. It was correct. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you're a genius, huh? We just love you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to slap you now or tomorrow. Or should I bring some easy to take care of you? Honey, yeah. Please. Yeah. But but it, it's lovely to ask the question. Cause, yes. Because the way you, sh- you you taste it and the way yeah. you feel it is is the way that it's meant to be yes. to be done. Yeah, so the difference will be between single malt and single pot still would be that 100% malted barley and the single pot still has got a ratio of Sella, unmalted you, and malted you've barley. brought three yes. whiskies into the studio. I, indeed. Okay, what are they? Please take, take me through this. So the first one is Hanky Bannister, 12-year-old. That's the one we're tasting. Yes, that's the okay. one we're tasting. The second it one... retails for? It retails for about two between 250 and 280 Not bad. Not yes. bad at all. Wow. Not bad at all. Nice yeah. whiskey. Beautiful yeah. whiskey. Yeah. We should go and have whiskey sometime, you and I. I think so. Because you're a crooner. You know, I like your music. Yeah. Exactly. I, 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 I don't you know, know that much about whiskey, but this 12-year-old, I think this tastes like Marilyn Monroe. And... The next one is? The next one is a uh, Spayburn 10-year-old, mm-hmm. which a portion of that 10-year-old has been in that hanky banister. So ah. one of the five yeah, single malts that are in that hanky. Really? Huh? Yes, yes. And then a uh, hanky banister is also um, from Speyside, um, the distillery that makes about 2 million liters per year. And uh, they've got two core ex- expressions, which is the Broden Oric and the 10-year-old. Very soft as well. You're getting a bit of apple, more of the, um, more of the the apple and the citrus notes coming through. Mm-hmm. Also the floral notes and the vanilla and spice and nuts. And um, then, Sela, yeah. Mornay, I, I have to. You know, we we respond to people that that contact us. Oh eight six one, triple five one eight nine, and I've got to respond to Sally. Sally says whiskey makes me horny. Why? It's there. I promise to come look at in case. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it makes me that. You must tell her it's a, the amount that she takes <laughs> that makes her horny. It's not the whiskey. Well, but the, well, it could be the company that she's keeping. <laughs> <as well. laughs> so the moment, anyway, yes. Sally, um, we've responded to your to your question. Um, we've got Sella uh, Monet. By the way, are you going to open your mouth or are you just sitting here for, for fun? No, no, I'm enjoying. The, I'm enjoying the whiskey. Yeah, ah, lovely, I'm, guys. Um, so, so you've you've gone through the second one, and the yes. third whiskey is is a young whiskey. The third one is 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 actually the oldest. Oh, is also the older one. It's a twelve year old as well, single malt. So the the first one is a twelve. Ah, Hanky so Bannister. Spearburn is a ten. Do I know? You know, it shows you. We don't know. We know We know shit about this stuff. Anyway. <laughs> um, the Enoch um, is also owned by Inver House. Now, oh, now this is my. Where is my thing? <laughs> Give me that Enoch bottle. That, yes. uh, this is a good whiskey. Yes. Let me tell you. I've got a bottle here for you. Toby Houston is a crooner. Yeah. Listen, we we're about to to end the the end of this uh, podcast, but we're going to continue in a moment's time. Um, I'll tell you what, we've got this Anok. It is one of the most beautiful, beautiful whiskies. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks on like that liquid note, gold. It is liquid gold. Mm. This is the Cusper Fish Show, and I'm spilling in for My name is Alan Ford. It's uh, CliffCentral.com. Thank you, Sally, for your message. Whiskey makes me horny. Um, I hope it does. <laughs> After Jonty and the sex show, we never know what you're going to get. Um, that being said, we've got little Annie and the team coming in in a moment's time. But we're going back to the crooner and we'll come back after this.
This is CliffCentral.com. CliffCentral.com. And uh, this is the Casper Rasper Show. And my name is Alan Ford. Uh, welcome to the second hour of the magic of the Casper Rasper program. Um, in studio, we have our very special guest, uh, Toby Yuster, um, crooner. South African singer, Italian. He, gee was the man's got it. You can sing, boy. Hi. You Thank would. you, Alan. It's such a privilege to be here with you. And it's lovely to be here. And also, we, we, we're discussing whiskey and, and wonderful things with, uh, Cello Mabua and, of course, Monet Husson. And we, we're discussing the magic of whiskey and music and crew. The whole, the whole, you, you know, Frank Sinatra didn't walk around without a glass of mm. whiskey and a good song mm-hmm. and, a, and making Romance, romance. Yeah. Okay, that's what I I think. Whiskey, Kuna, magic. That's it's, it's all the same thing. Toby, coming back to the word of romance. When you go from dorp to dorp, as you do, what do you love about people's appreciation of music? I just like to, because because of the type of music that I do, is it's not the music that you hear on radio every day and see on TV every day, so. May I inter- yeah. I need to ask this question because it's 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 because it's it's quite weird. I, I love the fact that seven oh two has a solid gold Sunday or solid solid gold Saturday. Because a lot of the time I'm tired of hearing the crap on radio. It's a lot of crap. Oh yeah, of course. There's you know, it's boom 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 and uh, squeeze my booty and touch my titty and I don't know what you want to do with all these things that you want to touch. Um and shout um, you know, Duncan, we've got to think about this stuff. Um so old school music. I mean, I'm yet to see someone go doom 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 to their wedding song. When they do that, I'll, I'll then say there's no art to music. Now to come back to your question, Alan, is um, what I've picked up because I'm, because I'm, I grew up in the in the Karoo. I lived in Joburg, so I know best of both worlds. The media, the radio, TV, everything tried to push new things into people's throats. Mm-hmm. Then you get the real people out there. It's like watching cooking shows. They've got all these fancy things. And then you get to Bloemfontein and the tiny tells you, she said, listen, all that ingredients on TV, it looks beautiful. We love watching it, but we don't even find it here in the local grocery store. So we will make <laughs> another Malfa pudding. <laughs> so you've got real people and you've got things that people see on TV or here on radio. So yeah, you hear this new music. You listen to all these funny things. But when you get there, they want you to sing that Samora because that's the song they got engaged in the 50s on. And bring back the memories. That's real people. And I want to sing for real people. I don't want to start taking my clothes off just to be on the Oscars or stuff like that. Well, we'll get people to take off clothes in a moment. Uh, that being said, I want to come back to whiskey because whiskey is a similar thought pattern. Mm. You, you, Indeed. When, when you fall in love yes. with a bottle of whiskey, yeah. it'll be your bottle of whiskey generally for life. Yeah, if you fall in love with when you fall in love with whiskey, whiskey in total, uh, there's a the lot. The whole concept, of yes, hundred percent. Yeah, it's um, it's something that is becomes very personal. It's a relationship mm. um, that you have. It's generally when people speak about whiskey, they don't really speak about what whiskey they had, but they speak about the company that they were keeping that time or the occasion. I, I, I must share a story, if I may, because this is not interpersonal stuff. But you know, I've had many. I'm from a Lebanese family, and Leb, the Lebs and the church, it's all about whiskey, like the Greeks. It's very similar. But mm. here's something that's quite incredible, because we had a fancy wedding, my, my brother's wedding. Yes. And I said, Mommy, but you must bring, we must get champagne on the table. She said, are you insane? We don't drink that. Bring that JC rubbish. We want Johnny Walker. We want the best whiskey on every two bottles on all the tables. 
Hank or shit. You know, okay, so it's not Hanky Bannister because now we're only learning about this. Don't worry, we're going to, this will be on our table soon. <laughs> but do you, do you understand? Yes. The point of the matter is, is there's a culture yes. with men yes. and whiskey yeah. and music yeah. and their wives yeah. and a little glass of wine occasionally for the ladies, you know, yeah. you know yeah. or a little whiskey to say night. Yes. And, and there's a tradition around it. Yeah. There's a heritage. Mm. Okay, it's a very different heritage, if I may say, from our Afrikaans cultural community. That it's a brandewijn or burnt wine, which is, but it's a similar type of thought pattern. Yeah, but also um, I would like to interject there because now South Africa, we are officially um, in the top five um, single malt consumers in this country. Really? Yeah. And the whiskey, the idea uh, of only men, has has gone out because there's a lot of women. Enthusiasts that that are that are making a name out there and that are loving their brand, and uh, yeah, so whiskey is is fantastic uh, all across the board, and uh, it's been Alan, it's something it's been great to see. And I've got a beautiful story, and um, to tell you about my grandmother again. Um, just before she died, a few years before that, um, she had problems with her heart, so the doctor advised her every night before she went to bed she must have a a nice shot of whiskey with milk, that will make her sleep good and it's good for the heart. I don't know why. That maybe the doctors will tell us why, but she don't drink, so she suffer with this whiskey at night. <laughs> so the one morning at eight, she phoned me, but she sound drunk. I said, "I said, Granny, what's wrong? You sound drunk." Oh, my God. She oh, said, God. "She beer. said, she's, to see, she told me, I'm sitting on my bed, and I'm looking at this glass, and I thought the doctor said I had to drink it. So it's eight o'clock in the morning, and I just downed the thing just to get it over and done with. <laughs> so she was drunk eight o'clock in the morning. She's seventy three years old, <laughs> just because the doctor says yeah, dude. So it's such a funny." Whiskey story mm-hmm. But it's a cute story It's a cute mm-hmm. story yeah. and, no. and I want to tell you It's wonderful how it's Integrated into all markets mm. um, and, and, I, and I'm going to You know Bridge the divide again mm. But it's amazing That when I told When I speak about the story About uh, the guy That put orange juice mm. With yeah, that, yeah. that Premium whiskey, whiskey mm. Mm. Um, What was quite incredible Is that That gentleman now Owns <laughs> Part of the whiskey company <laughs> Because okay. you know oh. Yes And it's integrated White Black, mm. it, it's because it's nice to sit and have a yes. have a have a have a have a whiskey. No, you know, former president Tabo Mbeki used to mm. go, "Let me have a whiskey mm. and let's have a discussion over a table." Hundred percent, or a glass of wine, depending on your on how you sit. On your but, choice, mm. yeah. But it's it's but a whiskey when you want to sit and have a conversation, it's the most mm. beautiful thing to do. It is, and the presidents throughout the world have sat with whiskey. Yes, they don't certainly don't sit with vodka downing things and <laughs> no. Red Bull. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> no, yeah. Certainly no, not. No. Yeah. So yeah, especially if you you know it's 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 something that you need to take time on because as I said, the tastes can be very subtle, and you need to 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 listen to it as well. It's um. It's, a, it's quite a personal thing. Oh, now, hold on. Now, Cello is very clever here. Now, mm. we have to listen to whiskey. Now, yeah. we've got to listen to yeah. it. Explain what we're listening to. You're listening. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he wants us to listen to the yeah. whiskey. What are we listening to? So, listening to it, basically, for me, what it means is that I will I will put a, a dram in there. It's a generous amount, generally just over two tots, and spend about 35 minutes with the whiskey, nosing it, having a sip, nosing it, having a sip, Seeing how it changes from time to time, and um, getting all the subtleties, getting all the taste, and assuming tastes, and assuming tastes, and that's what listening to it is to me. Guys, I want to thank you very much. This is uh, f- phenomenal whiskey. I, mm. I want to go. I want to end quickly. This mm. is, I mean, it's from the Highlands of Scotland. Yes, and I uh, thank you. But I want to tell you mm. that um, if you get a hold of us, and if you download our app. 
Mm. I'm going to make sure these guys are going to get you. Mm. Uh, uh, should we do it? Like, guys, what can you do? A whole case? You got to do it yourself. I, I, I don't have time for it. I, we need three bottles of the best. If they throw in three bottles, I'll throw in three CDs. Three CDs, three bottles. Perfect. Download the Run. app, cliffcentral.com. Run. Yes. And guys, thank you. It's wonderful. Uh, Hanky Bannister. Thank and you. I want to tell you this. Uh, how do you say the name? Anok. Silent Anok. C. Yeah. I know, there's a silent C. Yes. You know, it's, like, it's like the oh, silent... I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I was going, Anok. <laughs> but I've got to tell you. And that's a burn. You're very silly, my friend. Yeah. It's A&C. And then who's going to knock you out? <laughs> I must speak to well the president. Spotted. No, well it's the ANC. I yeah. win. This is cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com. My name's Alan Ford. In for Casper de Fris. Whiskey tasting, crooner music, and now let's get to some sexy magic. I've got to tell you, I, um, I had the pleasure, gentlemen, by the way. And of, ladies. Excuse me. I'm you not can't just talk to the ladies I, I and gents. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them. May I please? Please. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Gentlemen, I had the pleasure 15 years ago to invite a certain person on to... Yes, take your hats off, by the way. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Okay. And it was one of the most magnificent journalists in South Africa. His name's Yusuf Abramji. And what ended up happening was... We created a Talk at Nine program that was all around taking your clothes off and your sexuality and your and stripping. And we brought Jay into studio. And then this fabulous person who had been in the industry for 15 years arrived. And she was cuter than shit. <laughs> I must tell you, she walked into studio. I'll never forget this. I was producing it. And we were... We were intrigued because we had, now it's a radio studio. Someone said, why would you put, why would you allow people to take their clothes off on radio? Because they don't really, no one can, sure. taking your clothes off doesn't really, it's not really about that. But having little Annie coming back uh, 15 years later, when we're going to have this conversation. By the way, boys, he can't beat this, sir. He can't beat this. The courts tried. Oh, well, she tried with the court. <laughs> and, and I must tell you, more beautiful than ever, cuter than better, little Annie is in studio. Welcome, my little darling. Thank you. Thank you so much, So, gentlemen, Alan, that's why I said you had, to, this, you had to hush, 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 darling. Oh, well, hush. Because you, you're quite stunning. Mm. And then we go back to that, oh, look at that. It's so beautiful. <laughs> they are beautiful. They're so, I'm still excited. Oh, Jonathan... Duncan has left the studio. Jonathan's in, and uh, Johnny, we he's blushing. Uh, Jonathan doesn't really blush that much. Trust me, we've been through hell and back. So, Annie, welcome back. So many years later, <laughs> come on, Annie, you can do it. We all believe in you, eh, by the way. We all, we, we all believe in years, you. Thirty years, thirty years in the business. Let me just tell you, I will never forget that day in the studio on a talk at nine show on a Friday night, and Yusuf said to me, "I'm a Muslim," and I said, "Well." This is what I produced me. One of my first productions that I ever produced shows 16 years ago. Little Annie came to studio. And we had people taking their clothes off. And, and the poor Rena Brumberg, who is the head of Cliff Central, okay, said, what the hell are you doing? And why are you doing it in my radio time? Alan, but we all did I can it. say is thank you so much for putting me on air that night 16 years ago. Yes, of course I remember that night. 
16 years ago. I'm still here and um, I can just say thank you very much for putting me on air and actually making name little Annie out there. Well, little Annie, you, you started in Port Elizabeth mm-hmm. back in the day. That was mm-hmm. 14 years before that. 85. 1985. I was, yes. uh, well, I was seven. Long time 30 ago. 30 years today. Well, this, this Listen, month. Listen, boys, hush. Please just 30 years this month, eh? This is little Annie's 30th year. Little 30th year, huh? Mm-hmm. And I'm at Sexpo. And you're doing Sexpo. And yes. You, and you're kind of controlling Sexpo in some sense because, <laughs> well, well, you, you started T. Well, doing, yes. if we go back, let's go back. Come on, let's begin the game. You were in the industry, mm-hmm. and, and let me make this very clear. It's about people. It's about sensuality. This is not about selling your bodies. This is not about no. street people. This is not no. nothing wrong with those people. Mm-hmm. By the way, there's a need for everyone. This is about sexuality and, and stuff. And entertainment. And entertainment. And a lot of fun. Yes. And if you remember, when I, I gave you the brief 16 years ago, I asked the question, because it's the most important question. Why do we, as men, straight men in particular... I'm not straight, but we go off to to strip clubs for our bachelor parties. So that you can feel like a man and have fun and just have a good it's a, time. It's a little boys club. Yes. That's all it's about. Because if you wanted to do something seedy, you wouldn't go to a, to a strip joint. No, you'd rather that's go why to a brothel. Exactly. You would end up, yeah, correct. Getting shagged. Yeah. Well, or shagging, depending how you see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you understand. So there's always been that world. That that I was what I was doing back in the day was trying to explain to people that because I, I didn't want to feel guilty about going with my mates, you know, to to a strip joint, um, even though I really wasn't really looking at those titties. <laughs> Seriously, wasn't. But the, the point of of the and whole just to experience, remember, you were double, triple your size. That no, I was big, baby. Oof, you were funny. double the size, triple. Come double on, be size, honest. Huh? Triple, double, double. There we go. Mm. Oh, but still, it's geez. awesome. Well it's done. Fair, eh? it's congratulations. Um, I, uh, but but you know what? Can I tell you what, a secret, little Annie? You ain't the smallest, but I tell you, I'm no no my. But fit I am. But can I tell you? I I never. I always came right. <laughs> they were always hot, baby. <laughs> Rugby players, honey. That's what we hit. <laughs> <laughs> that all being said, I um, I'm proud of you, and I, it's it's. I mean, you've been in this industry for 30 years mm-hmm. and you've seen people come and go and you've seen the best strippers in the world. You've seen, and this is why I'm discussing this, this particular topic because taking your clothes off and being sensual and having fun is two different things from, and it's kind of a part of the sex world, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is, but it's great. It's much more fun and the people enjoy being entertained. So the more entertainment you can give them, the better for them. Okay. Little Annie is back. Yes. 30 years later. Yes. Johnny, little Annie was one of these characters of note. Now, little Annie, should we, what would you like us to play for you to, to, to do this? Um, my boy Lollipop. My boy Lollipop. My boy Lollipop. It's my known song. I People know. love that song. Now we'll find it. Don't worry. Uh, we're on it. We'll get it for you and we'll do that. But, but, 30 years later, what have you learned about it? About um, this business? It's a quite, a, quite a strange thing because if you look about 30 years ago, I mean, people would stare at you and wonder, what are you doing on stage? Look at you. Look at your size. And then the second song, they start accepting you. The third song, they basically, okay, okay, she's all right. Fourth song, they're clapping. The fifth song, they're um, loving you. And then they want more, more, more. But as the years are going by, they're accepting you much quicker, much faster. So people are... Definitely accepting larger, 
older people. So I've really noticed that the change in the society, um, how can I put it? They started to accept people from all ages and sizes. Mm. Um, I've also obviously learned that, um, people don't always appreciate what they see, embarrassment, but the blinkers have definitely been dropped. People's have blinkers, they? the blinkers have gone. Well, they're starting to disappear. Mm. You know, it's interesting because uh, I did an interview with Peter Dirk Ace. Um, and then Evita arrived because she hates Peter Dirk. But, um, and, you will never believe that the world has changed in 20 years that no one will understand. Mm-hmm. No one will understand that a man in a dress would have been the weirdest thing. A oh. fat person taking their clothes off would have been oh, odd. It was like disgusting. Anyone, any woman taking their clothes I, off was, I mean, a, was, I was a bad person. Headlines you know, in all the newspapers doing a little strip <laughs> at, in Port Elizabeth at the university. I was in such trouble. But these days, every university that has a fundraiser books me, uses me for that. But 15, 20, 30 years ago, I was in big, big trouble because I did that. I mean, I slapped somebody with my boob. Those days was public indecency. These days it's ha-ha, do it again. <laughs> you know, Peter Dirk um, explained, as Peter Dirk does, that um, when they locked him up because he had a black boyfriend, <laughs> the, world, the world has changed. Huh? Oh, definitely. Now we can do whatever we want to on earth. Nearly. Well, well, with Close, these, with, there. Yeah, well, well, not with with the respect of boundaries, and, uh, yes. and so, so this is the point. Where is the boundaries when it comes to taking a clothes off? Well, it depends on your size and where you're working and what you're doing. I mean, if you're a normal sexy stripper and you're working at, for example, you know, if you're working at the summit or if you're working at teasers or et cetera, et cetera, you can go nude. You can show what you've got. You can bend over. You can show what you had for breakfast, <laughs> et cetera. But if you look at my kind of show, if I would ever remove my frilly brooks, it just wouldn't be me or it wouldn't be little Annie. Mm. It wouldn't be funny. It goes over to sex. So my show, I'll always wear noble caps. Well, I say hubcaps. Have you got and them on, <laughs> No, I didn't put them on today. Sorry. Oh. Uh, it was like too sticky, sticky. Not today. <laughs> um, and then the brooks. So that's what I would go down to is nipple caps and brooks. But the normal sexy pretty, pretty girls is nudity, nakedness. Is that okay? It's fine. It's beautiful. The, the guys love it. And as long as they don't start misusing and, and abusing it. I mean, there obviously are shows like sex shows and there are shows with vibrators and there are shows out there, especially private functions, etc. Mm. Um, behind closed doors or in, in certain clubs, you know, they do allow it. Um, you know, I would say the summer club would allow a little bit more than teasers would. Um, so it's, it's, it's different. You know, also lesbian shows and stuff. That's also quite common these days. Well, I want to tell you, I, I decided to go to a strip, strip show in New York City. It's quite interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm going to mm-hmm. divulge a few secrets because this is what we do. Because we be honest. And I couldn't believe what they were doing. Men. Seriously. Men, gra- I mean, they were like gripping stuff. You know, it was, <laughs> I thought, is this, this is Fourth Avenue. I mean, surely you don't do this. <laughs> surely we don't do <laughs> I was intrigued. Where do people that take their clothing off put the boundary? It's up to them. It's really up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, only you can decide the boundaries for yourself. Confidence. Uh, you know, it's, it's all about your confidence and what you look like and what you want to do. It's your decision. Nobody in this world will force you to do ping pong balls, razor blades, uh, do a dog, do a cat, do a sheep, if that's not what you're comfortable with. Do what you're comfortable with and what you're good at doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a great entertainer. 
I have so that, much you've confidence. You've always been that. You've always On been. stage, I am great. I uh, know I am. Always been a great entertainer. And behind a mic, I'm, I, love, I love being on a mic. It's yeah. just. It's awesome. It's awesome. And you speak yeah. beautiful. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I get it. So, Annie, little Annie, you don't move without your boys. I try not to. Um, not because I need backup, because I think you uh, saw earlier, I was actually beating this one up. Um, no. I do go for a little bit of um, boxing lessons. <laughs> but um, I do love my boys. I'm a tease hers. Or you can book them through Showstoppers. They're gorgeous, gorgeous boys. They do great shows. They're not just male strippers. They actually have shows. Okay. And this is what I, what I like about these two that I brought today. They've got shows. You know, it's not just go out there, take your clothes off, swing your hips, rub your abs, and, and leave. They dance. They jump poles. They do fire. They do something. Okay. Please introduce the boys. To All right. Me. To my left, we have Z. And to the right, we have Jack. Jack and Z, huh? How's it? How you boys? Always good. How always you good. doing? Always happy, huh? Always happy. <laughs> it's Friday, it's Friday, it's Friday. Z, it uh, hasn't been a happy day for you because any guy you're going to crack. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yes, yeah, this weekend was, uh, well, well, last night, like, like you can see here, was a bit of a, yeah. So, a, so, a so, 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 so tell me, you guys work at Tease Hers? Yes, yeah. Fridays and Saturdays. Okay, because it's operating in those times. Okay, and what do you, what do you do at Tease Hers? Because, hold on, I don't, listen, <laughs> let me not be completely and utterly, utterly stupid. But I mean, of course I know how a, a man takes his clothes off generally. But I'm just intrigued, who goes to Tease Hers? Girls, guys, guys couples, couples, groups, bachelorettes, parties. Birthday parties, divorce parties. Mm. Is it, more, is it more ladies or more yes. men? Wow. 90%, 90% women, 10% men. Mm. And then we do have our gay nights once a month on either Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. We will advertise it just before. So we, we are open to the gays as well. Gays, transsexual, bisexual, asexual, whatever you are. <laughs> trisexual. Or trisexual. <laughs> you know, it's like mm. me. I'm trisexual. I try anything that comes my way. No, no, no. No, no, no. no just joking, joking. Um, no, so Tease Hers is basically open to anybody who really would like to come and see what a male strip is all about. Okay, what is a male strip? What is a male strip? Let's ask the boys. Okay, let the boys answer. Oh, well, um, yeah, okay, Jack, uh, come. Okay, it's about enticement, mm-hmm. luring. Mm-hmm. You just have to seduct them in a way that to believe that they are everything there and to hear what they want to hear. Not just come there and... Make them force us to do lap dances and body shots and that. He no. loves whispering in the ears. Sorry. Yes, I love the whispering. Because they don't want everyone to hear what I'm saying now to this client. You have to make them believe that they're the only one there. Is it a client? You call them all clients. Yeah. The customers are your clients. Okay. You can't okay. entice them as, say, okay, you're just a regular so, or so, so you're not going there to touch her boobs? No, 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 no. You're there to do a job? To do my job. What's the job? The job is to convince them that they should take me for a lap dance or to stay longer at Teaser so they can drink more and enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not like a normal place where you go to get these drunk guys hanging all over there and <laughs> wanting to buy them alcohol and wanting to take them home. Mm-hmm. Our job is to make sure that they come back again. So it's not like flirtatious, but not bed inviting. Jack, I'm going to ask you an important question. Does yes. your mother know what you do? My mother got me into this. She says I was quite tell His sister, his sister my sister as well. Really? Yeah. Yes. I've got six sisters. I'm the second youngest. Really, huh? Yes. And Z? Yeah, well, um, on Facebook, yeah, well, yeah, everybody knows about it, yeah. So if I am from the Vulture Angle um, in uh, uh, Mayerton. Yeah. Yeah, so I had it 
event there about a year and a half ago. Okay. And the girl's like, yeah, that's him, Sorry, that's him. If he drinks more, he doesn't start. <laughs> but it's somehow he doesn't start to drinking. Guys, or, a, yeah, normally. a stammer's a stammer. We get over it. I'm so, No, this cute. is why I keep pressing. Uh, but women love that stutter. We'll see another club. Women love it. Yeah, but y'all, yes. But he doesn't stutter at the club, strangely enough. I don't know why he doesn't, but he doesn't. No, it's nervous. It's a studio. It's different. It's a different environment. It happens. Don't worry. It's for everything, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, baby. I'll kiss your neck again. Do you do it again? Come on. Okay, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to entertain Sally's, uh, questions. Uh, Sally has stupid questions that ask, I, I, I'll school it. Come on, come no, on, darling, Sally, give us. Come I'm on. not going to ask. Sally says whiskey makes me horny and I'm not going to discuss why it makes her horny, but she just clearly is on a buzz at the moment. Come to teasers. <laughs> come to teasers. <laughs> come to teasers. <laughs> we yeah, open that's tonight, why we're there. We open tonight from eight. I haven't Sally. been, you, you know, yes. we've, we've seen each other time memorial forever. Okay, we've been friends many, many years. I haven't been there. Is it weird? Like, no, it if I rather, w- won't would it be, be weird strange? for you. Because um, you'll come and meet me. Mm-hmm. I'll sit with you at your table. Mm-hmm. We'll have a shot or two, a drink or two. Um, no, not a shot. A- a- and, and do the guys that just take their two. stuff off? They will remove all their clothing on stage. So you don't have to look. And if you want them to take no, all no, their clothes uh, uh, on, we, we want to look. We, we, then <laughs> they're on stage. There? What a waste st- of what a waste of the world. On stage, <laughs> there is full nudity, mm-hmm. and then obviously, if you book a lap dance or a full Monty table dance, there will be nudity. So it's up to you if you want to see dick or not. Uh, um, okay. Totti, sorry. <laughs> Totti, let's do this. Um, Johnny, uh, welcome to the show. This is cliffcentral.com. There's a lot of stuff. Um, we're going to do something in the moment. It's, um, yeah, I'm starting to blush. Things are coming off. Oh. Take it off. <laughs> okay, let's uh, do my little boy uh, lollipop. And uh, John, will you please do uh, explain what's going on here? Go. So, one item of clothing has come off. I see uh, leather pants that are torn. Um, okay. <laughs> oh All right. God. The leather jackets are coming off. Uh, Be so. I never let okay. you go. Oh. Alan is tapping asses. <laughs> and any. Any. It's, <laughs> it's not. It comes with laptops, your way. Okay, Alan's gonna get his <laughs> laptop. Yeah. Nice come, come, Annie, I need you, Annie, I need you here for this one. <laughs> okay. Boys, please, let me just do it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but Annie, come on, do something more. Show some boobs or something. Show some bum. <laughs> I love you, I love you, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, boys, take it off. <laughs> okay, so the boys are also showing their things. This is for John. No, 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 no. no John wants to see. This is for Alan. I can't believe he did Kuna whiskey. I'm a serious guy. <laughs> Um, yeah. Is this going okay. on Periscope? Ch- check. I don't know what. This better not be on Periscope. But he's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Why so many tattoos, child? You must, I want to ask you what this is all about. <laughs> now, I'm so happy that um, that John is in the studio, boys, because I really want to watch you 
Sit with John, yeah. <laughs> okay, can we have some music, okay. please, Johnny? <laughs> okay, wait, I just got people on my lap. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, we're getting there. By the way, the Clip uh, Central app launches at uh, at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. But um, we're going to have some music. This is ClipCentral.com. What are you doing? You wanted music. Is this, is this tough music? I think you dance. What is this? This is Black Eyed Peas. Okay, boys. <laughs> Go boys. Okay, I reached my my exposure limits. Ah, yeah. Welcome back to clubcentral.com. You know, I must tell you, Rena Brunberg always gave us leeway, but you will never believe. Oh, I, I've got a sucker. We're we gonna suck something now. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, guys. All having fun now, what? Oh, really? Mm. You know, someone needs to know who's the toughie in this house. <laughs> so, boys, let's talk. Jack and Z. I've had a little hot flush. How do you feel, Johnny? It's a bit. I um, uh, feel fine. A little uncomfortable. A little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> we'll give you some lessons later, don't yeah. you? <laughs> really? So, how do lessons work? Well, Annie teaches lessons. Really? Annie? To all learn to tease. To tease? Yes. That's my other business. Learn to tease. Learn to tease. Learn yes. to tease. Can you teach men how to? Yes, learn. I can do men and women. And you know what's strange this afternoon? Well, we have, a, we have a I'm lovely subject. I'm teaching drags today. Uh, he's, he's not a drag. No, but, but, it but <laughs> I think we should, we should teach John something. So, John, will you please just try? Uh, what are you teaching me? Um, how to tease. But this yes. come, no, no, you'll have to come when we're alone. We do it. Oh, oh is it it's, a, whole, it's a two-hour session. Mm. We do it at Tease Hers upstairs. You pre-book with me. We do it a whole two hours. I'll what show you how cost? to tease. It's 400 Rand for two hours. You normally do four sessions. And are, you, are you, do you do it one-on-one? On one? Um, I prefer doing it one-on-one. On one. Sometimes I do two or three dances from teaser, tease hers, teasers mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, sometimes they don't want to come alone, so we do twos. Mm-hmm. So it's still the same rate. Um, then I put a show together for you, and then I'll tell you how to dance for your partner when you get home, how to do a private lap dance in the privacy of your own home. And uh, just how to be sexy and how to deal with with the public. We might be coming up to a commercial break. Um, it might be happening because, of course, this is cliffcentral.com where the magic happens. The app is uh, launching shortly. And we hope – have you guys got this app yet? Not no. Yet. What's wrong with you people? You're taking your clothes with me. Tell the people about it. Please. It takes a lot to, to realize what apps are. We're too busy enticing women. When they do the apps, we can see from their phones. We'll, we'll see how you entice. 0861 at cliffcentral.com. And, of course, uh, yeah, this is the Casper Rasper Show. And it's been such a great show. We've had whiskey. We've had crooners. We've had singers. And now we've got little Annie, who is like the queen of all. And, uh, and we've got men uh, taking their clothes off. <laughs> well, they haven't. Completely yet, but we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. the next 24 life. minutes. <laughs> you never know, honey. More with you. WeChat. Go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. Keeping it real. On cliffcentral.com. It's back. 
Are you Jawsy tough? Cycle through tunnels, head over floating bridges, and disappear into colossal stormwater drains. Why? Because you're a machine, and the city is your trail. With two separate routes, 22 and 54 Ks, choose your path and go where no mountain biker has gone before. On 6 September, ride the Hollard Juma. Brought to you by Adreach and Joburg City Parks and Zoo. Challenge accepted. Juma.co.za At iStore, we love Apple stuff, but we're only human. Sometimes we drop our iPhones on the road, face down, and it makes us sad. That's why we came up with iCare Plus, a nifty little product exclusive to iStore. For when stupid things happen to good people with awesome phones, it'll have your beloved iPhone covered for water, screen, and physical damage. So come to iStore. Why would you go anywhere else? Visit myistore.co.za for more info. T's and C's apply. Flying fish now has even more flavor. Wow! More flavor. Huh? Hey! Whatcha doing? Man, even more flavor. All right. Introducing new chilled green apple. Chilled green apple. It's a beer with all the bitterness brewed out and green apple flavor brewed in. I said the flavor's brewed in. Go on. Huh. Add some flavor. Don't mind if I do. Enjoy responsibly. Not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Josie's toughest mountain bike adventure just met its match. Introducing the first ever Josie Urban Trail and Obstacle Run on 5 September. Enter the 12 or 18K Urban Adventure or challenge your friends to the 6K Fun Run. Whether you want a pure trail run or a fun-filled obstacle race, the choice is yours. The Hollard Jura, brought to you by Adreach and Joburg City Parks and Zoo. Enter at josieadventure.co.za. Cliff Central cameos on cliffcentral.com. I'm in for Casper de Fris, and this is a, a happy Friday. TGIF, you know, Gareth always says, Thank God it's Friday, boys. And uh, little Annie's in the studio, and we're discussing, well, all about the world of entertainment. I guess uh, a very special world of entertainment, and when you take your clothes off for people. Um, boys, tell me. How far do we go? In which ways do you... Well, in terms of what you do. Well, it's all in, um, like, a lap dance, okay? Um, we all go for a lap dance, but Jesus, I can't say that. Then we walk in there, pretty good, huh? dance uh, three songs. songs, okay? And then, yeah, there's no, like, like there's no penetration, anything there, okay? No sex, Okay. On the premises. On the premises, yeah. On the premises. Please, I have to, I have to just answer that question properly. Okay. At the club, we have rules, no sex. Obviously, if they do get booked out, um, there is, the rule states, no sex. We do not book out sex. But what, who are we to tell you that you can't have sex if you go out with a customer or a person, have a party, get drunk, both of you are motherless. It happens. We are natural. We are human. Things happen. Have a good time and go home. So I'm sure there is a lot of people that get booked out and have sex. Mm-hmm. So, but they don't actually have fingering or sucking or lipping or nipping <laughs> or tucking inside a venue. Okay. So what happens? Jack? No, just try and entice him in a way that says, um, say they're sitting down there. Have you got a girlfriend, Jack? Uh, which ones? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, or a boyfriend? I don't know what you know. Whatever you, whatever. Come on, Jack, get out of the closet. Come on. I get no closet. I just straight. I'm straight. All male strippers are straight. 
You are very comfortable with that sexuality to convert to any person that comes in there. Okay. So we have to entice you, no matter woman, female, whatever, because it is a client. We look at you as one thing, it's a client. Uh, Our job is to make sure you enjoy it there. We don't treat you differently. You just do all get treated the same, but you guys have different spectators of women, which is sexy and a guy. Okay. So what we do normally is we just do. Have you got a girl? Have you uh, have you got a partner? No. A, a girl in your life? No, I've got friends with benefits. Okay, we we're gonna get there now in a moment, but I'm just need. Okay, all right. How old are you now? I'm 28. Okay. I'm a as well. Yeah. You're both 28, 28 years old. Yes. Okay. I, I just want to ask a few questions because yes, I'm no intrigued. Stress. Okay. So so no, I'm certainly I'm not stressed. Let me <laughs> ask the um, you're 28 years old. Have you had a girlfriend or a partner, and you? Do they understand this business? Because I think it's hard. Guys, I think it's a, it's a very difficult thing to understand. I'm going to tell you why I tell the story. I went on a date for a, for a couple of times with one of an international porn star. I did. And I liked him. We had liked each other. And, I, and then I couldn't believe when I started liking him that someone else was looking at it. It was to freak me the hell out. <laughs> no, no. This is what happens. And that's why I asked the question. Um, how do you bridge the divide, or do you have to both be in the industry, or do you know? So, so it's an important question. Mostly, I do date women in the same industry. Okay. Yes, but they, they would understand. Would you would you allow your girlfriend to take her stuff off and allow a guy to do stuff to her? Never, never, never to her. But uh, but to you, yes. No, 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 no. No, no, hold on. I'm not a male. I'm not a male. No. I never said you're an I'm a male dancer. dancer. Okay. Okay. No, no okay. touching. But women do scratch and they kiss your neck yes. and they do want to grab your nipples. He's asking, would uh, you allow not, that? It's, it's not about an orgasm or somebody doing the, the, the full deed. It's not about uh, that. Okay, yeah. Please don't, don't. <laughs> what I'm trying to say to you, I'm giving an extreme example. Okay. But I'm saying is that, is that at what point do we all get okay with it? When does your girlfriend, when do you say it's okay? A trust. Uh, just trust. Because you know what you're doing, she knows what she's doing. It's never okay. But it's always, it's always that little thing deep down inside that says. Yeah, yeah, there's like inside that says something is something. going on. So when you are in a relationship, you've got your boundaries to say, okay, now I'm, but I'm a little bit of a good boy. But when you're single, you can go a little bit of a bad boy again. Uh, okay, alright. So let's talk to you, Jack, and, and both of you. How bad do you go? Well, <laughs> it depends on the mood. It depends on the client. Some clients just want a little good boy, so you impose yourself as a good boy. Some of them want a naughty little boy, so you impose yourself as a naughty boy. It's all what the client wants, but you have to learn this over time. And what does this what does this cost? Five hundred rand for eight adults. Okay, no, 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 hold on. What do you mean? Listen to what I'm asking you. So you're saying it's so so we're on stage. Yes. Okay. Just just okay. We're on stage. We're doing this thing. Taking our clothes off. We're doing this the thing. show. The show, yes. and it's kept as a review. That's okay. what you call a show. It's a review. It's a re- okay. Now, all of a sudden, you think that she's quite a hot little lady, and she goes, "Okay, here's five grand. I'd like to. You're single. I'm single. Let's go play. After hours. After hours, obviously. <laughs> you understand <laughs> that, that Annie single. has said that, we, that yes. the rules are the rules. But, yes. but it all depends on single." Or not single, okay? No, it depends on how good looking she is. Z, you quiet and Jack's going to play. I have personally <laughs> booked out Jack while being involved, mm-hmm. very involved with a female of many years. I have personally booked him out 
for many nights for outbookings over mm. the years. And what's happened at the outbookings, I don't know because I wasn't there. Mm. But he has never said no to an outbooking even when he was involved. So okay. money does talk in this business. Does yeah. it talk, Jack? Yes, it does talk. And plus, if the woman is hot enough, I just don't. She needs company. She's too busy in the lifestyle to have company. So, I so you, so, okay, all right. So hold on, Z, you you just keep quiet there. So Jack, you telling me that for a price, okay, it's okay to kind of entertain a, a lady, and she'd like you to. Yes, uh, because uh, she's too busy for a lifestyle to have a relationship. So, so you you happy to hit it? Yes, I'm more than welcome to you. <laughs> He's a complete slapper. Okay, yeah, well, slapper I love him to bits. I'm happy we're asking the, the questions because this is what it's about. And this, this, you know, this is uh, again, no one's. Uh, you don't know who these people are. They're, uh, you know, they're they're um, they're not on on camera. But but the most important thing is to understand exactly. Okay, so all right, you talk about gay people. So a gay guy walks in and says, "How's it, boy? Here's uh, twenty grand." <laughs> See, that's not different. The thing is with gay guys is I tell them I'm straight. So normally the gay guys just want like someone to go out with them, eat out, and to mm-hmm. show off, but never the full. What's the full? Full Monty. Oh. The full thing. No, the full course. The full course. The happy ending. That it's never done. It's normally just a dinner date and a movie and just to show off a bit at some venue or event. They just want you in a Are suit. Are they allowed to touch you? Don't allowed. In, in which ways do you mean now? I'm allowed to touch your your, your business at the hey. bottom. No, they're allowed to touch the business at the bottom. No, uh, it's uh, a fair question. Uh, 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 you get the ones that try, but never allowed to. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so Jack, so boundaries are put in place in your head, should you then? Yes. Okay. Is there is the price ever right? The price is always never right. You always want more. That's what the business is about. Okay. Well, that's what I'm asking. So, so I'm understanding. Is this business about money? Is it about connections? Is it about getting somewhere in your life? Or is it about? I'd say it's enjoyment. Really? Enjoy yourself when you're young. There's no such. If you want to be a male stripper, you're gonna get a lot of surprises. You get you build your confidence highly up, but mm-hmm. not even egotistic. Even go over past that, you just become a cool, placid guy. Okay. But it's for something to do and something to remember. Like when you're eight years old, sitting in the stoop. All these other old stories, and you say, You know, I was a male stripper in my days, so I've got stories for you. It's, okay. it's also about the way you were raised, all yes. about morals, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then how Annie, you and I want to come back to that, Annie. Um, yeah, so how do you, how do we, it's, a, it's an interesting question, how do we bridge the divide? You know, the guys take clothes off, people do stuff, people hit boundaries. You're in control in some sense because this is your spot, your place. They come back to you. Okay, someone gets out of hand, the fifty grand's on the table. I don't know how it works, and you do your little thing, and they touch your 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 pee pee, whatever goes on. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know exactly where you're going. They got to come back to you and go, little Annie, Annie. This is what I'm. What I've been. This is what I did. This is where a stage name becomes extremely important. You need to become another person. Really? I mean, Jack is not Jack. Z is not Z. I am not Annie. When we walk into a venue, when we walk to a gig to or do to the show, yeah. to take our clothes off, we become that person. We become the little Annie or the actor or the actress. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go home and you've got the money and you've done whatever the actor or actress has done, it's okay because you're going home as the real person and you're thinking, oh, Annie is just such a slapper 
why did little Annie do that, that, and that? Mm-hmm. And then you sit back and you think, oh, well, I can go to sleep because I'm not little Annie. <laughs> okay. You, you know, so it, you really become, so you, you play mind me. games. So you, this is one of the things I teach yeah. at the, the Learn to Tease classes is about the mind game that you have to play with yourself. Do people do it in relationships? I mean, if Alan knows Ben and Ben and Alan are together or whomever, Ben, Alan and Justine or whatever, can we... Is that a, is that a part of, of of the whole seduction thing, the sexual thing? Is it a part of it? I think all relationships is a game. I really, honestly think it's a game. Um, I, I'm finding it really, really difficult to believe or to find anybody that's really happy in this industry, in the in their in their love lives. In the in in this industry. In the industry that's in the, in the business. I mean, most people that I know in the business are single. Or they're just seeing somebody, but it's all like, by the way, flirting. And there's nobody that's settling down that's both a stripper that's, you know, happy ever, ever, ever after. Mm. Got the children, got the house, got the dog, got the, got the cat. Um, there is no, you can't, you just cannot both be happy do, doing what we do. You just can't. When you meet somebody in a normal job, you have to give up flirting, all this flirting, going out, mm. taking your clothes off, sharing your body with other people. Mm. You can't do that. And that's only a visual Cause, show. Because that's why... Cause you can't do it. Your, your it's just wrong. Think about it. Now, this is when we get back to morals. Morals, I mean, you just don't share your body. Your body is meant for your loved one, for your marriage, for your partner. Mm-hmm. It's not for the public. So, so when, when you're you doing it... When do you stop? Well, when you how feel do, it's how ready. Do, how, how do they stop? When they meet the right person, they will know. Mm. And that right person said to them the day, listen, sweetie, it's time you really stop, you know, hang up your hubcaps, as somebody would say to me. And I'll go, really? Do I have to make a decision? Well, right now in my life, it's my hubcaps. It's so not you, whoever it is. Well, and um, you've been here for 30 years. I'm not going to give it up. Yeah. So I'm going to be yeah. probably die single and be alone. But that's one of the things. I have lots of friends. Surrounded by young, sexy men. Yeah, I'm surrounded <laughs> by gorgeous <laughs> daily. Well, I mean, everyone that. says that's why I look so young that. because I this is feel Cliff's so young. Um, Cliffcentral.com. Little Annie and the boys, Jack and Z are in studio. This is, uh, I'm in for Cusper the Fris. My name is Alan Ford. It's good to be with you. But um, I'm happy to, to, I'm so happy that we're having this discussion because I think it's an important discussion to, to understand. Go back 15 years. We started this discussion about 15 years ago. We, we sat there. We had Jay in studio, if you remember Jay. Yes. We had um, a, a number of people. It was a nighttime uh, studio I think if, as well. if I remember, we even had it, – it, it, it was a Friday night and we had um, – Gigi. Uh, Gigi. We had, Gigi. The, the, all those. Dusty. You remember that? Do you remember go back so, – so where are they all now? 15 years Well, Gigi's done very well for herself. Very well. As you know, she's... um, Lollipop Lounge. Lollipop Lounge, as well as... um, What was the program she won last year? Survivor. 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 So she's... And I saw her about two weeks ago. It was actually very strange. I went to do a motorbike rally, Mm -hmm. and she was there giving a class Mm -hmm. on how to do a lap dance. She herself wasn't actually doing it. She was just speaking. Mm -hmm. Her girls was doing it. She's looking gorgeous. Beautiful. Dusty is married, has kids, family... Very away from the business. They're and not most, doing it. most, no, 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 no one, none of them are still any, not one of those girls are taking their clothes off at the moment. Well, I don't think they'll ever do it again. They were gorgeous, sexy, young, little perky boots. What happened to Jay? I had no idea. No idea. Do you remember the, these were the, the guys? I mean, I'm just, because I think for, for, and here's another interesting question girls, boys, different people, different things. <laughs> Internal, external, different stuff, huh? 
Is no, it, is no, it no, hold on. Um, I've worked for, out of the 30 years, probably 20 years, I've worked with girls and girls only, mainly for the reason because I've always been running a teasers, teasers and with executive shows. Mm. Since then, I've got very involved in teasers and showstoppers. Mm. So now I 90% of the time work with boys. I, at originally, I thought it was going to be much easier working with male strippers. But let me tell you, they're actually so the same. They become such prima donnas in the dressing room. They do argue about who's got the biggest tortilla yeah, and who's true. got the biggest uh, biggest bicep. And yes, they like their steroids, which makes them moody. And the girls just have, unfortunately, those few days a month where they are really moody. But guys actually have that daily. If they really? don't get their drink in time or if they don't get their body shot in time it's such a long story they become such prima donnas it's well, one scary. stripper sleeps with the other stripper's uh, okay. girlfriend oh that's that's, <laughs> Annie, that's, Annie, Annie, that's trauma but I still love please Annie, I want to ask you something who has the who has the biggest tutti it's either between Rain and Reno. No, but they're not there anymore. But now, like, I mean, like, no. I haven't Reno? really bothered <laughs> looking. We had a, a great conversation. Now we're going uh, to Reno talk is about. big. Reno's I, huge. I don't know. Reno and Rain are large, but I have not, to be honest, <laughs> I've actually <laughs> lost complete interest in seeing and looking at Toti. So I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> so, 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 see, stand up for a second. <laughs> show us your Toti. Let's see what okay. you have. No, not really. <laughs> Am I allowed to well, show it? Yes, please. Jonathan will assess it. You must, I think. Uh, photos. I, I want no, all, no, the, no, no. all the girls to see them. We had a serious conversation for a second. Uh, show, uh, okay. Absolutely. I'll, I'll quickly come that side and you go, whoa, wow. Okay. Oh, no, 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 you can stay there. You no, stand there. Please don't, don't. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm on camera. Okay, I'm okay, okay. He needs to warm it up well, first. Who do you think has got the biggest? <laughs> do you think it's you? Teddy. No, okay, Teddy. Teddy has got the biggest. Teddy. He's hung like a horse. Okay, okay, okay. guys. Are we allowed to show? You must. Well, it's not on TV. Oh, no. shit. Why not? There's so a camera. Take him out then. Take a video. Why didn't you shave? Oh, wait. I was going to take a photo, but okay. I think a video was <laughs> Take a video. We had such a great right. discussion happening. Okay. But then, I just well, see someone blushing there? very badly. Yeah. No, yeah. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those red cheeks. I think you should come to choose hers then, eh? Okay. Okay, here we go, here we go, okay. I'm not looking. Really? Okay, Annie. <laughs> no, I don't want to look. Annie, I, don't I don't want to look. Annie, have a look, Annie. Really, I'll work with that. Annie, it's have like a stock. Look. It's a stock. Does a, f you know, somebody that owns a fruit and veg shop, does he go around poking and touching his apples and pears? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's going to be bruised and messed and abused. I don't want no, to mess me, any of you up. Before we end this program on cliffhazine.com, my dear, I suggest Jonathan needs to have a look. No, uh, not, okay. not, not in camera. Not on camera. Oh, not in camera. Okay. No, uh, leave it off. Okay, let's go this side. Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, let's walk around. <laughs> it's okay. the art of seduction. <laughs> yeah, we have to do it up close. <laughs> <laughs> this is cliffcentral.com. We are going. Uh, okay, what do I have to do? Okay, this is full now. <laughs> come on. Please, we've seen, I've seen much bigger than that, honey. <laughs> they use the pumps, though. The pumps. Show, I'm a, I'm a grower. He's a, not a shower, he's a grower. <laughs> this has been cliffsetman.com. My name's Alan Ford. It's been a pleasure to stand in for Casper de Frisman. I'm kind of. I think you have traumatized his audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, we launched the app today, officially to all the public. Guys, please download. Cliff Central app, yes. um, all the app stores, 
Thanks, guys, for joining in. Jack, Z, Little Annie, the shows, Tease Hers, Fridays and Saturday nights, always good, always mm. happening. Always, So we're seeing always. you tonight. Uh, no, Donnie. Or tomorrow <laughs> night, rather than. We'll see you next week. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. It's lovely being here. Thanks, and guys. And don't forget to text both. This is cliffcentral.com.